Well, 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 here we are yet again for the Professor and Barney podcast. How is everybody this morning? Oh, chipper. I'm chipper today. That's Quite Andrew sure. Barney Barnett that you're listening to. Brooksy, how do we find you? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Hey, Roger. my pleasure. Nathan Brooks filling in again for Nick Ratto, the Kiwi, who apparently will be let into the country next Monday. We'll believe it when we see it. Yeah, right. Um, and finally, Thomas Forskin, Erskine Tuxedo. Welcome. Thank you. Thank this you. is your very last podcast, unless we can work out how to hook you up in New York. Mm. Things aren't looking I'm, good. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling sad, uh, but at the same time excited, uh, and I'm feeling good. Okay, yeah. really good stuff. Now, you're sad, mate. If you were really sad about leaving this podcast, you would have done what we said you should have done like four weeks ago is, hey, just find out a way we can hook up to you in New York. And you're like, yeah, yeah, no worries, I'm on it. And uh, have you done it, Tommy? Uh, no, I have not done it. Uh, it's almost like you're more excited about going travelling. <laughs> no, than I just on this I podcast. think it's funny how you want me because I, I I'm gonna give myself the sort of the the mantle of being the shining light of this podcast. <laughs> um, but but I love how as shining guiding light, whatever you want to call me, uh, I have to foot the bill for a microphone, a laptop. I mean, hey, mate, I mean, if you guys hey, want to chip mate, in, I'm, hey, I'm Rupert's, mate, I showed Rupert's, you the laptop you needed. Yeah. It's only nine and a half grand, mate. <laughs> and, and Rupert's pockets are not very deep, mate. He's not doing that great. I don't know, but so, yours are. Uh, <laughs> 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 I haven't laughed like that in a long time. <laughs> um, it is your last podcast. And for the last time... Um, well, I guess we need you to read out a five-star review if you've got one. I've got one here This for is you. what we, we encourage people to get on, leave a five-star review and leave. It's meant to be complimentary. It is very quickly turned into abuse. Okay, five-star review. Uh, for, this is from Danny underscore Stevo. Uh, hey. It's called Podcast Bandwagoners. A bunch of flogs who already steal the limelight on telly now have jumped in onto the podcast bandwagon. A mediocre listen when you feel like you need to waste time at work, commuting to work, or when your missus is away. Only redeeming quality is that the professor's bird is a Celtic fan, Mon the Hoops. Oh, he's a Scotsman. <laughs> Five he's stars. A, he's a stinking Scotsman. Mon the Hoops. <laughs> Mon the Hoops. That's what they yell out. Is it? Because Celtic wear the green. It's the hoops on the, the shirt. The green hoops, oh. yeah. So they all just walk around going, Mon the Hoops. Hey, Mon the Hoops. So I thought it was a, 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 a reference to the swishes. I did too. Well... If it is, then you're my new favourite person that has abused me this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long, long list. Now, Tommy, I want to get into the subject um, that you've come up with this week, but I also want to get into the fact that you went underwent the knife. On yeah, Monday. important men's health announcement it right is. here. And we will start the podcast with this. What you, I believe, what, what was the operation? Tell us. Uh, I did go under the knife. Uh, very stressful. Um, I uh, had a cyst removed. Cyst. Yeah. See, uh, I heard cyst. this through Chinese whispers. Tommy's getting his sister removed from his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. What size of cyst are we talking? Uh, it was about the size, I don't know if any of you uh, back in the day used to play marbles. It was it was a about bonker? the size of a yeah it was about the size of a um, yeah what, what are they called a bonker a bonker Jeez. Uh, yeah so it was it was a good size a good size not bad not bad <laughs> uh, not bad but yeah I went under the knife he cut it out um, and I've just got a text message saying I don't have cancer which is hey. oh. now Tommy 
For a, we, we have social responsibility here. Mm. It's a men's health uh, issue. How did you find it? What would you encourage blokes to do if they're worried? They might have a cyst on their nuts. I found it because it was literally bigger than my nuts. Hang on, I'm going to bonk it down. I was one of the lucky ones. Uh, if we were doing to scale, I wish I had more cysts, to be honest. <laughs> Um, oh, <laughs> however, hey, Doc, is there any way you can move that to the shaft? However, um, all I can say it was a, it was a, it was a relatively painless experience. Oh, um, and you and the me. biggest biggest plus was that my doctor had really warm hands. That's good. Um, uh, and you but yes, definitely go definitely go get yourself checked if you feel a okay. whatever down Mate, there. That is wonderful. And, and, uh, let me ask you: Is our topic anything to do with? Removal of stuff. Well, I feel like um, a bit of something's been stolen from. Oh, very. Oh, good. really? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So. Uh, personnel. I called him Jerry, by the way. It was Jerry the cyst. Jerry. <laughs> After Jerry Seinfeld. I have or? no idea. It's like more the... like Tom and Jerry, because I was oh. Tom and that was Jerry. Oh, oh yeah, right. Yeah. Is he like with the old partner? Oh, God, I'm Did, so lame. You get a hammer out, to <laughs> smash him. <laughs> oh. Have you brought him in today? I haven't. They, no, because they had to send him off to. Oh, to so get, you'll get him. To get, I'll get oh, him. Okay. I'll get him. I'll put him on a necklace or something. Come on. Come on. Okay, so today's topic, guys, we're doing crime in sport. Um, we're, we're looking at, at uh, sports personalities that were victims of crime mm. uh, or, and we're also decided that we're going to flip it on its head and, and obviously do our favourite stories of sporting, sporting personalities that were criminals. In Which is much stops. more rare. It is. Well, mm. it is. So much harder. <laughs> uh, now, I've, I've actually labelled it as sporting victims and sporting petty crims. Perfect. You like that? That's yeah. it, that's okay. it. Very but it's off, it's, it's off the, the back of Trent Robinson. Uh, Come on, mate, give us one last. <laughs> Come on. Essentially. In, Come on. No, give us one more. In the light of. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> in the light of Trent Robinson, the Roosters coach, getting his $150,000 uh, Mercedes car stolen from his house while they were all asleep in his in his Waverley home. So his wife and his kids were they were all asleep. Be the, honest, Tommy. Did you know that cars were that cheap? Huh? 150 grand? Did I you mean, realize? he obviously didn't get the good wheels, but that's <laughs> all right. Um, so his car was stolen along with a wallet, a handbag and cash. Uh, on Tuesday night, so uh, last Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, there, there's footage of the, the assailants t- taking the car. And then also they... Oh, but they actually found the car uh, in Greystains, on Ro- Rosewood Drive in Greystains, and the car was un- undamaged. So I, I don't know what the purpose of taking it was. I think they obviously wanted to keep it in its... Bit of a joyride, yeah, probably. Yeah, a quick yeah, getaway. Yeah. I'd yeah. say, yeah. And then uh, also... Uh, this weekend, uh, Charlie Cameron uh, got his car, the AFL player, Charlie yep. Cameron, Brisbane got Lions. Brisbane yeah. Lions. Yeah. He yep. was also an All-Australian this year. Um, and he played, he was actually playing in the uh, inaugural State of Origin AFL game. Uh, not in, inaugural. <laughs> They've played it many, many times. Well, they haven't played All-Stars. They haven't played the All-Stars. Well. I think they did back in the 90s. Oh, maybe right in. They were the Allies, oh, I, I think. Know. I, I, there yeah. was an Allies, Allies. team. Yeah. I remember there was a yeah, so shut the fuck All right, guys, thanks <laughs> for having me. Brooks is out. So it's for bushfire, bushfire relief. <laughs> well, Mate, can you not say that to Barney? I know it's your last one. Don't say shut the f*** up, Barney, <laughs> on this podcast. Sorry. I mean, I just really thought he had it out for me and I didn't feel comfortable. I, right. felt, I felt 
I felt like I was being uh, vilified. Yeah, well, you don't need that. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, and he got his he got his Mercedes stolen as well by a, a gang called the Southside Gang. Uh, they're a Brisbane gang, and they um they picture they put up a picture or an Instagram story a couple of days later with a, an identical white Mercedes to Charlie Cameron's. <laughs> them sitting on the bonnet doing like gang signs with the caption ha 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 ha. Gangs with social media accounts. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is what we so, need. But what gangs in Brisbane? Yeah, I know. What are they? What gangs are in and Brisbane? And I mean, I'm well, guessing they're the from the south side. <laughs> Uh, I think there's the, the West Side Gang, um, which so, sometimes beef with the Norwest Gang. <laughs> the Nor Norwest Gang, they're all right. Yeah. There's the South Bank Massive. South <laughs> Bank Massive. They hang out down near that pool. It's lovely. And the Paddington yeah, Brawls. The, <laughs> the Gabbitudes. I had a yeah. the Gabbitudes. Yeah, the Gabbitudes. Yeah, a real angry bunch. I had yeah. a stint with the Paddington, uh, the Paddington Brawlers once. They were not, they're not a very nice group of people. Um... But yeah, he got his he got his uh, he got his Mercedes stolen as well. So off the back of two sort of uh, two sporting personalities being victims of crime, that's the topic of the podcast. Very good. Beauty. All right, now Barney, I'm going to get you to get into it again today, but I don't want a 20 minute diatribe at the top. All right, I want you to minimise and make it. This is, this is this is this really sets the tone for a very positive podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I mean, we don't need the entire life history of Manny Pacquiao yeah, well, is all I'm saying. Mate, it was I mean, a fascinating did. story. I got lots of good feedback on Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> <laughs> Not least of all from him. Uh, so we're doing victims first up? Yes, victims. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, my first victim. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Plaxico Burris. Uh, you guys know him as the wide receiver, New York Giants wide receiver, who caught the game-winning touchdown, Super Bowl 42, uh, end of the 2007-2008 season. Uh, he caught that against the New England Patriots back when uh, people, well, the New York Giants used to beat the Patriots. Uh, oh, wow. Feels like a while ago. Or even when the New York Giants used to win. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is back when they were, they were the Good. best side in the world. Yep. Um, so less than 12 months after that, Highest of highs as a professional athlete. He is the victim of a shooting. Uh, he was. It was November 28, 2008. Him and his friends are at a club called LQ, which, Tommy, you probably visit. It's called Latin Quarter, <laughs> uh, Manhattan. Trendy Manhattan night spot. What does LQ, what does that translate to? Latin uh, it quarter. stands for Latin Quarter. <laughs> 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 Hang on a second. Oh, LQ yeah, in yeah, Spanish yeah, is yeah, not yeah, Latin yeah, Quarter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, L does not translate to Latin. It is Latino Quattro. L, L, oh, it's, I think, it, I He's think, already I think it's the Q and it's referring to snooker. Go on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, it's actually a pool ball. Good save. Right you. Right in. You're right. You're right. It doesn't translate. Good save. You're Good right. Save there. Last week I did get bogged down in, un in useless detail. So him and his in his little posse, are, uh, they're downstairs. They're very crowded section. Security's obviously with them because he's a big name. Um, and security says, look, we've got some tables upstairs, a little more of an exclusive area. Why don't you blokes come up there? No worries. Um, unfortunately, on the walk up the stairs, tragedy strikes. Uh, Plaxico is shot in the leg, in the right thigh, um, by an, an, at first, unknown assailant. And by at first, I mean very, very, very short period of time. Because, um, well, what happened was um, the gunshot goes off. Plaxico knows it's gone off. No one else does. He, he looks around. Has anyone been shot? Um, doesn't think anyone's been shot. Keeps walking. 
goes, oh, geez, my jeans are a bit wet. Looks down. Oh, my God. My Chuck Taylors, the white uh, toe on them, completely covered in blood. The reason he's the only one that knows what's happened is, well, I'm going to put it in his words. Uh, this was in a letter he wrote to the uh, the rookie symposium of 2017. He says, the music was loud. I could feel the bass thumping in the stairs under my feet. I could barely see and I guess I missed a step and my foot slipped. My gun came unhooked from my belt and oh. went sliding down my right pant leg. My instant reaction was to catch it before it hit the floor. I reached for it with my right hand to grab it and I guess my finger hit the trigger because it went off. <laughs> so, so apparently the music's so loud no one even hears the shot. He says he knew that the gun he knew that the gun had gone off because he saw the flash through his jeans but doesn't feel anything. Oh, yeah, Keeps thighs. <laughs> well, this thing, it goes that. through and through. It doesn't hit an artery, doesn't hit um doesn't hit a bone or anything. So enter and exit <laughs> just through muscle. <laughs> anyway, so he's <laughs> He, uh, he realises, oh, my God, I'm bleeding, says to his mates, I think we've got to go to the hospital. They're like, why? He's like, well, I just shot myself. Um, so what happens is he goes to the hospital. Uh, the cops find out about it the next day. When the hospital report it, they do a media release, which is part, apparently compulsory over there when they get a gunshot uh, victim. Um, New York Mayor Mike Bloomberg becomes aware of it. Now, this is peak Mike Bloomberg worried about uh, young people having guns, concealing weapons. So, uh, turns out Plaxico um, used to have a licence in Florida, never bothered to get one, in a permit for the gun in New York. Uh, so, he's carrying, um, carrying it unlicensed, the unlicensed weapon, ends up doing 21 months in jail. Yeah. You're looking at me. Oh, wow. So he is not only the victim but the assailant and gets locked up for shooting himself in the thigh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> does 21 months in jail, like proper prison yeah. too, not, not, um, not, you know, not weekend prison, proper prison. Uh, gets out, manages to make it back into the uh, NFL um, but uh, never really reaches the same heights. Um, I suppose as a wide receiver, wheels, like being fast is a big thing and I don't know, gunshot wounds. Um, I don't know if they slow you down at all. The funny thing about this story was funny that he that. shot himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, another funny aside is that, yeah, as you said, Mayor Michael Bloomberg, uh, who was, as as Brooksy mentioned in another podcast, was actually born in 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 Boston, and they had beaten the the Giants had beaten the New England Patriots oh. in the Super Bowl, and. Michael Bloomberg was quoted to saying that he wanted he wanted New York City to make sure they threw the book at Plexico Boris. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so you're, you're everybody tra- came I, out after and was like the only reason why he got such a hefty hefty jail sentence was because Mayor because Mayor Bloomberg's Bloomberg is a is, is, is a closeted patriot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, very That's good, Brooksy. On your go, you got a, a victim there. Yes, I do. Um, I'm going with an Australian. We all know him. Uh, mm. Golfer. His name is Robert Allenby. Uh, born in Melbourne in 1971. Here's a fun fact about Melbourne. You know, I did the one from Buenos Aires <laughs> yeah, yeah, here we last go. week. It's be great. So Heaps Melbourne of cats and dogs. <laughs> Heaps of cats and dogs. They count. They, their they cats don't know and dogs. a number. Though. They actually they don't know. No idea of a number. <laughs> they don't know how many uh, how many goldfish there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of Chinese <laughs> restaurants with a big koi pond out the front. That was one of the facts, food. but I thought I'd change it. <laughs> Melbourne was originally going to be named Batmania. Yes. After one of its founding fathers, John Batman. Yes. I, I, I prefer to think of it as Batmania. 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 Just go yes. mad for bats. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you couldn't pick a better superhero in my in my Batman's opinion. Batman's favourite. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's my boy. Yeah. Well, the, well, the federal seat well, for man. Melbourne for the Melbourne CBD is is Batman. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you can be the member for Batman. Is he your favourite superhero? Superhero? No, I think. Oh, who would I have to say? Thor, I think, because he drinks beer. <laughs> oh, God. oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Barney's an alcoholic. <laughs> no, we did. We, we went to. Uh, we, I took my kids to one of the Marvel films, and afterwards we went and had dinner at um, Bavarian Beer Cafe. And the boys were so impressed that I was drinking a Thor beer because I got a Stein. And uh, <laughs> oh, Dad, you got a Thor beer? I'm like, yeah, boys, yeah. I'm like Thor. Easily impressed. And then you had a couple of those and then drove them home, did you? Father of the year. My wife was driving. <laughs> <laughs> had a couple of signs and jumped on the wheel, eh? Here we go. All right, so Robert Allenby, two, 22 wins throughout his career, four on the PGA Tour. His highest ever ranking was 12 in 2010. But he, he, he... I didn't realise he was that. Yeah, yeah, he did have a good run there. I'm, I'm sure he did well at a John Deere classic and yeah, such. Yeah, one of those. Um, what was his from, handicap? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> by the sounds of it, alcohol when we get into this one. Um, run-ins, he had a couple. with president. He was in two President's Cups. He had a run-in with Anthony Kim in 09 and fellow Aussie Jeff Ogilvy in 2011. He had a nickname, an unofficial nickname called the Caddy Killer. He had numerous run-ins with his caddies. Uh, the biggest one that I could find was four holes into the Canadian Open. He had an argument with his caddy who subsequent, subsequently walked off the course, four holes into a tournament. So did he have to wow. carry his bag? No, he grabbed, uh, he grabbed a school principal from the gallery to man his bag for the rest of the tournament. Unfortunately, did he, he know the guy was a school principal or did he just... Um, yeah, he was playing some sort of guess who sort of thing yeah. and ended up with the school principal. I'm looking principal. for a school principal. Yeah. Jeff. Like so, <laughs> blonde hair, yeah, tick, 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 yeah. tick, tick, tick. Yeah, right. So, yeah, that's a bit, of a bit of a snapshot of his career. But the big moment I think we all know of in when he was in Hawaii for the Sony Open, he missed the cut. Um after the second round, and he was at the at a bar in Honolulu. Got cut. Yeah, he got cut, cut <laughs> missed the cut, cut, got yeah. cut, and was allegedly <laughs> kidnapped, robbed, and beaten before being dumped in a park several miles oh, away. Perfect. He recalls being separated from his friend that he was having drinks with after they paid the bar tab at around ten fifty. <laughs> being separated from his friend or telling his friend. To <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was some Probably reports that there's, there was an argument. But um, <laughs> surveillance video uh, showed Allenby leaving the, with four people, uh, none of which Allenby said he recognised. After waking up in the park, he said his wallet, his cash, his driver's licence, PGA Tour badge and cell phone were all gone. Uh, so there was a few quotes uh, from him. He went to the bathroom and next thing you know, I'm being dumped in a park miles away. Uh, I only know this part because a homeless woman found me and told me she saw a few guys pull up and throw me out of a car. And that's where I got all the cuts above my eye from the <laughs> sidewall. <laughs> this reeks of the Todd Buchanan story. Yeah. It oh. does. <laughs> well, well, allegedly. 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 The story, yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Sorry, yeah. Dancing with the Stars fan. Yeah. So Allenby by this stage was shaken by the ordeal. He said he realised he no longer had his phone, wallet and cash and was starting to be harassed by other homeless people in the park. So there was, there was an interesting sort of side there, like, you know, being dumped and then waking up and not knowing what had happened and then a bunch of homeless people... Yeah, like harassing. harassing. Like he's like there when you know oh, I don't have phone, wallet, and cash. They're like, yeah, none of us. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a park. 
But yeah, the, the story, there was, there was a few things going back and forth with the story for ages, but um, there was a, an arrest made um, when someone had used Allenby's card. Um, there was a lot of adult entertainment purpose transactions on really? the card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like what? Um, I, it didn't go into too much detail. Like, I don't like think... Uh, adult, adult, what, type, what type of adults are we talking? Yeah. Archery. Yeah. Axe, like kids axe, axe throwing. Axe um, throwing. Guys bought a box set DVD of Matlock. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Hawaii Five O, I think, yeah. on this one. Yeah. Ballooning. Um, <laughs> Ballooning. Can't do that. No. And, and so, the, so the, yeah, they found someone that was using his card. He was eventually sentenced to five years uh, in jail for oh, using geez. credit cards. Fraud. Five years for just yeah. using the credit card. Yeah. And Is that's that basically the story of Robert Allenby's ordeal in Hawaii. Because it came out a bit later on that he thinks he'd been slipped a mickey. Yeah. And... Uh, and what is that? Um, is that parlance for uh, slipping a mickey? Well, it's, it's, he'd been drugged. He'd had something put oh. in his glass. Yep. And then it's the male it's version. It's interesting that you know. The male version you know, of the mini. You know what to order. No, well, it, I mean, somebody put something in his glass, which was probably alcohol in the 20 beers he had. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he, he blacked out. And then uh, so because uh, it came out a bit later that, yes, he'd been bashed, but no, he hadn't been kidnapped. I think that was right. That, yeah, that seems like what's going on here. There yeah. it hasn't been the full, you know, let's go grab this guy from the hotel. No, yeah. Put him in a car, we'll beat him up and then throw him out the car. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no, no. It, was, it was a very interesting story and um, I personally want to wish Robert all the best <laughs> in the future. Yeah. yeah, mahalo, Robert. Yeah. Yeah. Mahalo, Robert. Uh, Hawaii, I've been to Hawaii recently out, and it has cleaned up quite a bit. That's good. Um, oh, good. Flights are quite cheap. The dollar's quite oh, weak at the moment. But, it. hey, it's a fun time and for everyone. Quick agent. question, Brooksy. Yes. How many dogs and cats there, mate? Uh, they've lost count as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, there no. was an influx in no, 2017. No, so huge influx. The latest census has uh, NA okay. next to dogs and cats. Dog now, cat. um, I might go next because we want to finish with you on the whole thing, big guy. Oh, mate, absolutely. we may or may not have got you a gift. You do you, you do you, boss. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get you a gift. Um, I'm going to go with Big Papi, Dylan Napa. <laughs> oh. Uh, not Marcus Stoinis. He also <laughs> refers to himself as Big Papi, but I am going with the great Dylan Napa. He is a rugby league player, plays... Uh, prop forward for all you international listeners, which I know we have many. Uh, rugby league is a sport that's played here by rugby league players. Um, basically what happened that's, was... That's fitting that rugby league players yeah, might well, play rugby league. Well, I don't need league. to go into too much more detail <laughs> Good than insight. That. Um, and the fact that I'm doing a rugby league player that's um, connected to crime is it's a one-off. I want yeah. to say that. Oh, Jeez, you would have gone, hardly ever you gone deep to get this uh, story. Oh, I did. I had to dig, dig, dig. Now, what happened to Big Papi was on the 10th of January 2019, there was a lewd video of Dylan Napa that was leaked to... The press. It was leaked on social media um, and it involved him having consensual sex, I need to say that, with a lady and he was asking her to call him Big Papi. So, um, uh, you know, call me Big Papi, I guess, during sex. <laughs> it's like gonna... uh, Notorious B.I.G., that song, Call it, Me Big well, Papa. Actually, I thought it was think, that, but yeah. it's actually not that. It actually Papa. comes from a film okay. called Identity Theft. Oh, there you go. Identity Thief, I apologise. It was You've Jason Bateman. Oh, Bateman. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy yeah, yeah. and Eric Stone Street. And there's a scene in it where Eric Stone Street is having intercourse with Melissa McCarthy and he is saying, he's dressed as a cowboy, saying, Call me Big Papi, call me Big Papi. Uh, um, now, that it, movie... Yes. They're good. I... I 
big fan of Jason yeah, Bateman, big yeah. fan of Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, I like Stone Street. Yeah. That's a terrible film. Oh, it is. All the oh, makings of good. absolute oh. Betty Crocker. Yeah. You know what? I think I'm going to give it half a star. Half, half a star. star? Half a star. And wow. I, you know me, it's got to be pretty bad to get half a star. And I, I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it's about a 13%. Oh, oh God. It's, it's terrible. And this Rotten. is what we need to question is Dylan Napa's choice of movies. If you're going to be quoting things in during sex, you know, quite well, a decent film. There's plenty more. You can't handle the truth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, well, maybe you, she, why would you shout that shit? Just, like, greatest, just the greatest or, movie quote of all time. How do you like these apples? As in and referring to... <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit aggressive. Or, uh, say hello to my new friend. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, that's Scarface. You want to call him your little friend <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Um, uh, Show about, me the um, money. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, like I didn't realise I was I've got nothing. Here we go. The f- self-confessed movie. Um, um, <laughs> Phil, oh, leave shite. all uh, in. No, no. Leave all this Phil, in. Phil, I got one. What um, about that'll uh, do? Not uh, going to say it. That'll do. That'll, that'll do. Pink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't do uh, that. I stopped. I said I'm not going to say no, it. You, you finished yeah, the yeah, sentence. Yeah, then you. What about transform and roll out? Jeez, that was bad. Okay, anyway, second video leaks, and this is even better than the first because it shows Kane Evans, who's shadow boxing in the corner, mm. and the camera pans. Great form, too, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Camera pans, there's Dylan Napa treating himself like an amusement park. And then it, 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 uh, and then it swings back to Kane Evans, a couple more combos, swings back to Dylan, and he's, he's going fishing in the back passage. The he has got a handful of dates. He does. Uh, he's, got, he is, he's gone knuckled steep. He has. <laughs> and this gets released, and poor old Dylan has to answer questions about it. And then, sure enough, third video gets released, and it, once again he's calling, asking people to call him Big Papi. So... Here's how he's a victim of the crime. What it was was in 2013 there was a... a sorry. All I know is Robert Allenby obviously spent his credit card on funding the films. <laughs> I'm thinking. 2013, <laughs> he's in a WhatsApp group with a bunch of roosters and... Uh, rugby league players. Rugby league players. And that first video was when they were on uh, tour in America post their 2013 defeat of uh, Manly, the Mighty Seagulls. And, uh, but basically what happened was then, the story goes... Few years pass, five years pass, and then somebody, supposedly a player, um, leaked them because he had a falling out with Dylan Napa. Um, so what he is, he's a victim of it's revenge porn. Um, you're not allowed to release uh, uh, content, so either you know videos or photographs of somebody else having sex and asking people to call him Big Papi. It's written. In yes, the Constitution. Yes, or it's, it's Division Fifteen C of the Crimes Act. Thank you, mate. It's, and it says in there about not. Especially These amendments made yep. it a crime in New South Wales to record, send, transmit, or communicate to any person a video of the type of of, of a type of three videos that Dylan Napper was involved in. Yeah, you can't you can't uh, send those videos freely or voluntarily unless the people involved have agreed to the. Yeah, and, and clause one point eight six, which says is in particular if he's asking to be called Big Puppy. So it's written in yeah. there, um, and just you know what tonight if you throw one throw the leg over. I encourage you, for Dylan, because he is a victim here, um, ask your missus or master to call you Big Puppy. Just as a show, just to show of support Let's, by master. master. Let's make it clear. Mr. Master. 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 Master, not master. I'm not, this is not an S&M oh, wow. type of scenario. So not like house master or no. school master. Or no. Headmaster. But at the same time... <laughs> 
the it's same so time, big. if that is what's taking place and it's taking place and it's consensual in a household that involves that sort of thing, then we, we can't. Blast the mask. Just don't publish it without consent. That's what we're trying to say. All right, Tommy. <laughs> You're okay. Booyah. Uh, guys, my victim is... I'm going back to the... The uh, home of the free and the land of the brave. Is that how it seems? Uh, yeah, it goes? Uh, you're going there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, stars, sp star Spangled <laughs> Banner. Um, <laughs> you're not getting in. <laughs> oh, Canada. Uh, no, um, Chris Bosch, uh, uh, bas mm. uh, basketball player of former Miami Heat glory. Um, in April uh, 2013, uh, Heat big man Chris Bosch celebrated his 29th birthday. By doing a Moroccan-themed party, naturally, <clears throat> as, as you would in Miami. You'd go straight to Morocco for a birthday. Um, they, they went to a nightclub and they, they themed it Moroccan and he had, he had, like, everybody there. LeBron was there. All the boys are there. Jay-Z, Beyonce, D-Wade. Talk us through a Moroccan-themed party. What are they doing there? Um, I mean... I, I Food with Moroccan seasoning? <laughs> like shit, tons spice. of couscous. Yeah. Uh, what's, those, what's those pots they cook in? Those funny... Oh, uh, the, those, you know? Yeah, crock pot. Crock pot. Yeah. A thermomix, I believe. This is a thermomixer. Thermomixer. It's Italian. It's just across the bay. It's across the bay. across the bay. Two very distinct cultures. Great trade between those two countries. Well, there was. Fun fact. Until obviously recently. Can I continue? Thank you. Tajine. Tajine. I got, you know what? I got given one for my wedding. They're expensive and we've never used it. And you wore it as a hat. Mate. Go on. Uh, <laughs> so Neo was there, Flowrider, or if you want to call him Florida. I'm not, I've never really been sure. It's Florida. Uh, Florida. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, it's star-studded party. Like, I'm talking they all the bells and whistles. And they actually ended up spending roughly around, uh, like they said, they quoted was over three hundred thousand dollars on this party. What like what birthday is it? 29th, big birthday. 29th, uh, big birthday. Well, what's yeah. he doing for his thirtieth? If three hundred grand drops on the 29th, mm. um, going to Morocco probably. Mm. I'd say. <laughs> mm. um, but this nightclub essentially just was was lit. It was going off. Essentially, it was, was it lit? It was on on Instagram. It was like hashtag fire. Um, <laughs> all sorts if of stuff. If we don't get a review next week that says this podcast is essentially lit, hashtag Essentially lit. Yeah, Boshy, he went bananas on the old budget. Um, the soiree, <laughs> it was held at the Bamboo Nightclub, one of the great establishments. How do you, you've ever can, been you, can you translate that for us? <laughs> bamboo. Bamboo. If I'm going to hold a Moroccan theme anything, it's in the Bamboo, bamboo Nightclub. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's a little cross-cultured, but we'll go with it. Um, anyway, he had pandas. No, he didn't. Um, <laughs> but basically, while the party was going on, I... Um, uh, his kids and the nanny were at home or the housekeeper were at home. Everything was hunky-dory. Yeah. They went home at the end of the night, woke up the next morning and $479,000 worth of personal goods had been taken. Oh. Jewellery, uh, handbags, clothes, just all sorts of stuff. The only thing that was left was uh, his championship ring with the Miami Heat. Yeah, right. Because 
the resale value of those is really, really low because they use like shitty diamonds and shitty like they they, they use kind of use scraps because they have to make oh god like fifty of them. But they obviously thought <laughs> scrap diamonds. Well, no, the cops <laughs> thought that it had to have been an inside job or someone involved that had like a, the know how. Because that was the I, only sorry, thing. Sorry, Tommy, that they I left. just I've never heard the term scrap diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> anyone other than Just you. ask Denny Orchard, <laughs> A-O-C-H-E-O, about them. Hey, oh, National Geographic. Uh, yeah, Blood Your Diamond. Leo, yeah. Blood Diamond. Yeah. Do you see it? Uh, one of the greats. Radijan. Do you see the diamond? <laughs> it's a great film. It is a good film. It's a good film. Uh, yeah. How many, how many stars? stars? Oh, no. I go off um, uh, Choc Tops. I'd give it four. two and a half Choc Tops. I gave it four diamonds. Is that all? Yeah. Oh, wait, what's Choc Tops out of? How many? It's like Choc how many tops. I'd eat while watching the film. <laughs> <laughs> what's your record? Irishman. I got to 12 Choc <laughs> that, that thing went for ages. Um, but, yeah, the Miami Beach police spokesman Bobby Hernandez said it had to have been an inside job. And Bobby the only evidence that they had of it being an inside job was that they must have known the real value of a championship ring. I'm like, I don't know if that. I don't know if that's. A, I don't know if that will stand in court. And I think it'd be a stupid thing to steal. Oh yeah, you know, there's one stolen. It was like, yeah, you can't steal that. No, because you go well, to sell it, and they're like, <laughs> all right, uh, which position did you play? Yeah, yeah it like, also says uh, Bosch on the side small as well. <laughs> yes, <the> bench. Um, <laughs> but there was no sign of force entry. I mean, I think his kids did it. Uh, <laughs> so did they ever work out all, who did it? No, they've never found. They never found it. They never. He had. Insu- he had, well, he had everything. All the stuff that was insured was insured. But he. He. Yeah, they didn't get any of the stuff back. They didn't find wow. it. There was no sign of force entry. And hence why he's doing ads for the tab. The now. tab. Yeah, oh, he's got a camera. Yeah. yeah, it's sad. <laughs> Ooh. Allegedly. All right. <laughs> That's it. It's allegedly sad. <laughs> no. uh, all right, so now we're going from the victims of petty crime to the criminals, sorry, the sportsmen that then end up doing the petty crime themselves. Mm. We're switching gears here slightly. Is everybody ready for this? Yes. Yeah. Barney? Okay. On you go. You're um, ready for this? I think we all remember uh, the debut uh, for St Kilda of Arthur Snowy Brennan back, uh, way back in 01. Ooh, couldn't get tickets that day. Yeah. Couldn't you? Yeah. No. Oh, the website was down. Was website? <laughs> yeah. There's probably a reason for that. It was 1901. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> uh, he debuted for St Kilda in the VFL. Only only played one game for St Kilda, but he's considered uh, one of Richmond's best uh, players in the, the their VF, VFA era, so pre-VFL. Um, anyway, interesting, good, uh, good example of a great... Uh, Australian rules footballer who was also just a bit of a lunatic off the field. So um, the first real uh, crime that he was involved in um, started, well, the whole thing started back in 1902. He married a woman named Catherine Prout. After two years of marriage, he goes, this isn't for me. Uh, I'm out. I'm out, Prout. She's like, well, (laughs) I took your name. He's like... Get your own back. I'm going. Uh, he, he actually said <laughs> <laughs> he actually said Brennan's better than Prout, so you should thank. Yeah, well, well, this is the and thing. You were both there. This is, uh, I mean, I was babysitting at the you time. You can tell the relationship was never going to work with that no, sort of conversation. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, a um, few years go by. Uh, six in particular. 1910. Uh, he gets married to Alice Mary Patton. Problem is. Still married to his first wife. Oh, he didn't, uh, yes. he didn't get out of the So he gets away with it for a couple of years, but is arrested in 1914 for bigamy, um, which I don't, I don't know, like, you don't Hang hear enough second. of that anymore. No. Bigamy, yes. Am I bigamy? 
Yeah, you're thinking of something. You're thinking of buggery. Okay, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And who knows what he did. Sorry. Bigamy is what? Bigamy is uh, being married to more than one person. Right, yeah, I was thinking of a completely different What's buggery? (laughs) Buggery. It's to do with horse and carts. (laughs) Stop it. It's in the Bible. Look it up. buggies. That Um, should be illegal. Sorry, Phil. Anyway. He gets arrested. He gets arrested in uh, 1914. His second wife, Alice, actually gives evidence in the trial <laughs> against him. Uh, although she had to be brought in from Pentridge Women's Prison. I have no idea what she'd done to end up there. So he's, he's obviously mixing with good types. Uh, he... I heard it was buggery. <laughs> Mate, do you, do you actually know what it is? No, I've not. No, me. well, you just stop, stop mentioning it and have a little look when we get off the air, right? Okay. Um, so he gets. <laughs> He pleads guilty in the end, changes his plea at trial, um, gets 12 months imprisonment, um, you know what, gets out, decides I'm going to reform myself. Uh, so when he gets out, World War One is underway. It's 1915. <laughs> Tommy's looking it up. <laughs> I'm having a look too. You don't you know, know what, what it is, Phil? Is. <laughs> ah! I reckon you probably both do. Oh, yeah, God. okay. <laughs> Yeah. But you see where I went wrong, right? Because they sound quite similar. Yeah, and, and I believe that they were both illegal at one point. Yes, probably, so, probably at the same time. Yeah. Oh, so, God. Anyway. Tell me the images. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> just, just give, go, a, give yes. a moment for everyone to pause the podcast and Google buggery. <sighs> and we're back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so World War One. he gets out of prison. World War One's um underway. He thinks, you know what? I've, I've heard the nation's call. I'm signing up for the Australian Imperial Forces. Unfortunately, gets himself in trouble immediately when he signs up because uh, on the uh, on the forms when he signs up where it says married, yes, no, he ticks no, uh, not twice. Yeah, right. <laughs> he ticks no. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, what are you talking about? He goes AWOL, uh, disappears for a while. While he's AWOL, he, um, him and his first wife, Catherine, both get charged for, um, well, they were, they got charged with assaulting a woman called Ellen Steele with a police baton that he claims he'd found in Little Burke Street. Um, and also he got... Well, she got done for the assault. He got done for uh, doing... Uh, for damaging the property of William Steele, which I'd say is a relative of Ellen, um, breaking the panel of a door and seven panes of glass. And Ellen also got charged with using... This is a great old uh, offence. Using insulting words. Oh. Mm. Not allowed to do that back... Then, um, so then was AWOL from the military, got struck off, did some more time. Somehow, 1918 manages to re-enlist. This time, he's doing better. They go, son, we need you in Europe. Off yeah, you go. I think numbers were getting a little bit yeah. tight yeah. back then. Border ship, right? So yeah. he lands in England first while England preparing to be deployed in uh, the European mainland. Uh, he goes AWOL a couple of times. <laughs> Um, has a bit of dramas there. Uh, 28 days in prison, uh, in the military prison without pay. Um, finally, this is, shows you how desperate they are for troops. They're like, you've been AWOL like seven times so far. You know where we need you? France. So they send him to France. Yeah. <laughs> Within a couple of days, uh, he gets charged. Uh, he's in trouble again, gets charged with an offence called conduct to prejudice the good order of the, and military discipline um, in that he discharged a firearm in his hut. <laughs> he's got a bit of a classic story. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, oh. just, he's done a desk pop just to make sure that <laughs> the rifle works. <laughs> Where was your last desk pop? September 08. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's just said, yeah, this thing works. He's shot that off. Anyway, they go, okay, 
just behave yourself. Goes AWOL again. Oh. This time gets court-martialed for... <clears throat> and this is where I think we uh, we see the long tradition of footballers doing silly things on the piss. Uh, he finally gets uh, court-martialed for forcibly entering an estaminet. <laughs> which is which bigamy. Is... <laughs> 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 now you've got them confused oh, again. Sorry, I'm confused again. <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, I looked it man. up and Estaminet is a small bar or restaurant oh, in France. So he's basically um, <laughs> basically <laughs> gone out on the cans and tried to force his way into a bar. Oh, right. Got kicked out. Um, well, I mean, we've all done that. Long, yeah. well, and you... it's, it is a long tradition of – he's kicked off a long tradition of footballers of all codes um, being useless on the piss. So, uh, well done. Yes. Tip your, uh, tip your hat to Arthur Snowy Brennan. He also got shot. He did, oh, uh, 1930. In 1931, he got yeah. shot dead trying to help yeah. his next-door neighbour get rid of a burglar. Uh, oh, case is still yeah. unsolved. Yeah. There's a lot of unsolved cases today is what I'm realising. <laughs> yeah. What are they doing out there? Uh, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, North Fitzroy. I don't know how good Miami forensics Beach. were in 1931. I mean, it's Hernandez again. He's having a shocker in Fitzroy. Oh, he is. Oh. Is that a – because obviously it's a cold case now. Yes. Yeah. They should probably dig that one up. <laughs> Pretty bloody cold, that one. Yeah, freezing. Okay, Brooksy. All right, I'm going to stay on the footballer side of things, Aussie, uh, but in r- the rugby league circles and a bit more modern. Uh, two players. More modern to... than 19... Yeah, just slightly. Um, two yeah. rugby league players that were teammates at the Manly Warringah Seagulls. Their names are Terry Hill and Scott Fulton. Uh, uh, this, this is one of my favourites. So they stories. were brothers-in-law. Um, Terry Hill married Scott's sister, Christy Fulton. Um, Terry, well, he had a, a very big career in rugby league, 246 games from 1990 <laughs> to 2005. He played for South, East, West, didn't play for North, oh, didn't do the old uh, full compass. compass as um, I don't think many people have. Is there anybody that's done the full compass? I don't know. We'll, I'll go into the lab and check, and yeah, next week I won't lab. report it. Um, <laughs> he had two stints at Manly and one with the West Tigers. Uh, 14 origins for New South Wales, nine for the Kangaroo. He wasn't Northern Eagles, was he? No, no. Oh, because that would have been Norm. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, so he was at the Tigers during the Northern Eagles. Oh, right, gotcha. Yeah, so he he wasn't a fan of that. So, yeah, he just missed out. Um, and we knew him from his late 90s cameos on the footy show down at Dapto. That's right. Greyhound tracks. He did. Uh, he was there for the footy show who owned the dog Nads. And the whole gonads, gonads. Classic footy show. Classic <laughs> footy show. Scotty Fulton, however, not an uh, illustrious career as Terry had. 49 games for Manly. He was the son of immortal Bob Fulton. And a funny Fulton fact. Here we go. Here His we go. last game was actually Bob Fulton's last game as Manly coach. So... <laughs> <laughs> what are you What, what a coincidence. Yeah, I don't know. Um, obviously, his dad was a big fan and no I, other coach you know was. Um, you know what? He's just going, you know what? Dad, if you're leaving, I'm leaving. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I've got no interest. I don't He's want to a, be coached by anyone. So, all right. So, as I mentioned before, Terry Hill's career ended in 2005 and December 2005 was a big event for both these guys. Obviously, enjoying his retirement. The pair went fishing on the Hawkesbury River just north of Sydney. Beautiful, um, beautiful part of the world. Where they both discovered numerous boys. Or buoys, as they're pronounced around Northern American listeners, um, in the water. <laughs> Listener. 
<laughs> so they were they were grabbing some buoys, boys, wherever you're from, um, out of the water. Let's let's say they were grabbing buoys just for clarity. <laughs> shall Why don't we you say flotation devices. <laughs> flotation devices were picked uh, up out of the water, and um, subsequently, at the time, a New South Wales fisheries representative found Hill and Fulton around the buoys, um, and. Basically, <laughs> well, it started an investigation into what they were doing. So, seven weeks into the investigation, um, Hill and Fulton were charged. <laughs> this is quite the invest. Seven weeks. Yeah, seven I don't weeks. Think spent, they, they spent that much time on the murder of Arthur Snowy Brennan. <laughs> so, what had, what had happened? There was a um, there was a commercial fisher, uh, Mr. Vandernut. Who had some pots, uh, lobster yes. pots? Mm. A Dutchman, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Thomas Vandernut. Oh, and he had some pots in the Hawkesbury River. He was a commercial fisherman, like lobster, Hawkesbury. crabs, you name it. Yes. Um, and he had um, lobsters and crabs stolen from his pot. So he'd, he'd gone to the fisheries and said, Look, I, I'm sick of losing this. This is my livelihood. I, I, we need to find these people. So it was a bit of a wrong place at the wrong time for Hill and Fulton. Uh, the fisheries were there watching what was going on and, and they got caught. Just to clarify, yeah. wrong place, wrong time. They were still doing the crime though, weren't they? It's not like, it's not like oh, my God, they just happened to be caught up in... Well, I'll let you know what happens at the end of this story, but um, you're on the right track. Um, So basically the owner of the traps uh, had them all in different locations um, and... There was footage of uh, Hill and Fulton taking some of those traps to a local bay. So they basically pleaded their innocence initially, but there was footage. Um, Hill and Fulton were filmed boating to these five traps and also two others near the box head that belonged to Mr Vandernut. Um, it was funny. I thought there was a funny thing in the court case. Uh, he, he, they all got uh, character references from Alan Jones. Oh, Ray Hadley. Yes. Which, oh. So Alan Jones, Ray Hadley, Ken Arthurson and swimming legend Dawn Fraser. Oh, um, wow. The pair eventually, obviously times. with all the evidence, uh, pleaded guilty to interfering with commercial lobster traps and failing to pay a fishing fee. So they were both fined two and a half grand. That's one of my favourite stories in that it's just so silly. Yeah, it was funny because it sort of reflected that Seinfeld episode, The Hamptons, uh, where Kramer, when they all go to the Hamptons and Kramer finds the lobster pots. Yes. And it's the shrinkage episode. It's one of the greatest Seinfeld episodes. How how many stars? Uh, Four and a half. How many chalk tops? It's only half an hour. Just the one, yeah. yeah. It's a one chalk top. All right, I'll go next. Now, my crime that I've chosen, it doesn't involve a person, it involves a trophy, if you'll all... Like, allow me to do this? Is that okay? A trophy. Uh, I'll allow The it. Jules Rimmett Trophy. I know I'm saying that wrong, which is, of course, the World Cup Soccer Trophy. It's a very, uh, very... Yule... Probably the most famous sporting trophy in the world. I believe it's the... Stanley Yule... Cup's... Jules Rimmett. Yeah, Jules Rimmett. It, it's, so, it's, so, it's so famous, you don't know how to nah. pronounce its name. <laughs> well, I just, I just say it's that funny little gold thing with the ball on top. Um, it was, first of all, stolen in 1966, just before the, um, the English... World Cup, which was uh, the one that England famously won, um, it was being shown at the um, at the Westminster Central Hall, and um, there was guards that were trying to you know make sure it didn't go missing day and night. And um, <laughs> you, anyway, you mean guarding it? That, that, <laughs> yeah, they were guarding. The guards it. were guarding. Yeah. It. What? Um, anyway, sure enough, thieves come in, um, unscrew the bolts that's on the cabinet trophy that's holding it, and uh, they remove a padlock and they steal this thing. So of course, Scotland Yard come in. 
who else over there, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they... Hello, hello, hello. What's yeah, going yeah, on here? Well, who's that bloody trophy? <laughs> <laughs> you Looks say it's like made this. of gold. What sort of gold? <laughs> what are we talking? <laughs> How many carrots are we talking? <laughs> How many carrots are we talking? Oh, don't tell me wife. She'll be really spewing. What <laughs> 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 I, I guarantee you, spewing is an Australian word. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm spewing. Oh, God. oh, mate, I'm spewing. Anyway. Put, put a kettle on, Bob. <laughs> so what happens is this trophy's gone missing. Um, and, of course, Scotland Yard, yeah, they, they hand it on to the Flying Squad, which is their, their, their trophy... <laughs> They're flying doctor's yeah, service. Basically, the, yeah. the team that looks after any missing trophies. They start looking at, into it. Now, on the 21st of March, Joe Mears, the chairman of the Football Association, you, received... You imagine the, uh, <laughs> the, when they hand the case over, just the superintendent going, see, I told you we'd need yeah. a squad. You told me we you didn't said, need You said I was an idiot. For this. A trophy squad. <laughs> well, don't until I look vindicated now. So, Joe Mears, chairman of the, <laughs> the uh, Football Association, receives an, an anonymous phone call. The anonymous man... Um, says that they would receive a parcel at Chelsea Football Club the next day. The parcel is delivered to Mears's home. It contained the removable lining from the top of the trophy and a ransom note that demanded £15,000 in £1 and £5 notes. Removable lining? Yeah, it's like when you cut off a person's toe or an ear. Yeah, but what sort of lining did the trophy have? Uh... Uh, it was felt. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I had it. <laughs> <in the case. laughs> so it's from the case of the trophy or the, the trophy itself? Top of the trophy. Top of the uh, trophy? Lining from the top of the trophy. The felt lining of it. <laughs> top of the trophy too. Uh, anyway, so my, the thing that got me, why did they want one pound and five pound notes? My first thought was a bloke that likes playing the pokies, but there aren't really pokies over there. They're, um, what are they called, those machines? Uh, fruit machines. Fruit machines. Fruit machines. Fruit machines. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, news. maybe. Yeah. 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 yeah, with Allenby. So five, they said either, yeah, no, you, um, either you give us the cash or we're going to melt the trophy down is what they said. Now, shortly after, Mears got another phone call. The man who identified himself as Jackson um, then said, look, I don't want the one pound and the five pound notes. I now want five pound and ten pound notes. Whoa, big Ooh. dog Jacko. It's just, he's found out there's a champagne room at his local strip That's club. right. <laughs> He also found Ten out that they were shortly after going to change the one-pound note to a one-pound coin. <laughs> <laughs> so what it's they like, realise, they it. work out a spot to meet um, to deliver <laughs> the money. Um, then, of course, Jackson goes, it's it's, uh, they, they give, there's a guy called Buggy who's going to deliver the money. Of course. <laughs> Buggy. Now, Buggy. Buggy. So Buggy's one of the good guys. He's well, not one of the crooks. No. That's no. the best. When Is that I his first or last name? Buggy. Well, I thought his name was Biggie. <laughs> Buggy, that doesn't work. <laughs> Buggy drove to the park, followed by a number of unmarked flying squad vehicles, who, of course, are the trophy team. Yeah, and but meet they're flying, with, so... Yeah, that's right, they meet with Jackson. Spot. He says, I'm not giving you the cash until I see the trophy. So Jackson then says, OK, let's get in the car, let's drive. Jackson then, he twigs, he goes, hold on a second. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> there is a whole bunch of cars following us. And right? they're flying. <laughs> and they're flying. What about them flying cars, everybody? On a So he throws, he, he says, no, when the van stops at a set of lights, he, he jumps out, runs around the corner and... Um, Proceeds on foot. He does. Now, they um, they manage to chase him down and they, they catch Jackson. They take him to Ken's Kennington Police Station. Um, they then find out that Jackson is actually Edward Betchley. 
a petty thief and used car dealer who's uh, apparently he's saying that he is just petty actually thief. yeah he's like, actually just acting on behalf of somebody else a bloke called the pole who offered him yes. 500 pounds to act as his middleman now the pole I'm hoping that's referring the to pole. the country he's from nah now we're back to the five and ten pound notes <laughs> 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 these are for the pole I need now anyway so. They, they don't know where the trophy is. Jackson can't tell them where it is. Betchley can't tell them where it is. So then, fast forward, 27th of March, David Corbett and his dog Pickles, Pickles oh, are walking Pickles. to Bellevue Hill Pickles. District on, in South East London. Pickles starts to sniff a package underneath a hedge. Uh, Turns out... Oh, what you got it. there, Pickles? What, what you that? got there, what boy? Get out of it. Get out of it. That's what you'd say. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not for you. That's hey, not Pickles. For you. Pickles. Come on, we've got to go. Opens the parcel and then notices, hold on a sec, that is actually the World Cup trophy. Oh, my God, I've got the world's best trophy-sniffing dog. That's right. Well, Pickles... But where's that They said I was crazy for training him to sniff out trophies. (laughs) (laughs) But now he looks like a genius. Mate, one day you'll join that flying squad. Yeah, (laughs) but I'm surprised he found it. He normally goes straight for the felt lining at the top. (laughs) 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 Anyway, Pickles. Pickles becomes a celebrity. You know what they're like over there. Anybody becomes a bloody like, celebrity. They had a dog win Britain's Got Talent. Oh, mate. He couldn't even sniff trophies. Oh, no, well, they're just hopeless over there. So um, he, he ends up... He, David Corbett, the owner of the dog and the dog, they end up attending the World Cup final celebrations after England wins. People ask me, has it changed Pickles? Not really. <laughs> I mean, he still likes a pee early in the morning, doesn't the, he? got to leave him out in the garden. <laughs> Uh, I'll Bet- give him an anchovy on Wednesdays Bet- for being a good boy. Betchley gets convicted of demanding money. Um, he dies of emphysema a few years later. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, shout out to his family. <laughs> um, anyway, so they have recovered the trophy. And it's back, uh, back where it should be. Back then, 1970, Brazil, Brazil received the Jules Rimet <laughs> trophy. Is that with trophy. a Z or an S? Brazil. <laughs> um, Brazilia. I believe in perpetuity the because they've won it three times, so they just get a trophy, the trophy to keep forever. Because they figure at that point, well, no one's ever going to beat Brazil. Because mm. I think Pele was running around back then. Um, and uh, anyway, so turns out again, it it gets stolen. Uh, it's being held at the Brazilian Football Confederation. Two men break in. Um, they incapacitate the night watchman, which I like to think it's the formaldehyde. Yeah, the, just sniff behind the, up behind and sniffs and goes down. That's what I'm hoping. Um, <laughs> probably not in Brazil, though. It's, there's every chance they Does this smell like chloroform to you? Chloroform. <laughs> so what I say? Formaldehyde. Chlorophyll. They're just going to pickle him. Let's get him in a jar, guys. We'll oh pick him forever. Like that, it's like that artist <laughs> pickles. the whole shark. The guy who pickles up just today. like a gallery somewhere. You know what? I prefer my confusion between formaldehyde and... Chloroform, as opposed <laughs> the to the brilliant. last one I did. I think this one's better. With old Bucky. <laughs> you go, hey, uh, you know, I think we might try bigamy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a safe cracker, Antonio Seta, uh, a.k.a. Broa, he revealed that Perrota had also approached him <laughs> oh, for the mate. job. This is a third man, but he refused out of patriotism and because his brother had died of a heart attack when Brazil won the Yules Remade trophy. So, <laughs> so, so he goes, well, I'm not going to go in there and steal it. My brother died when we celebrated them winning. I mean, this country, honestly. <laughs> anyway, lots of cats and dogs. Lots. Um, anyway, fast forward, they've never actually found 
the trophy. So it's somewhere in Brazil. So they ended up have there's a bunch of suspects they they uh, arrested. Um, they all received sentences, but they never actually found the trophy. Um, and so yes. They have actually remade the Yules Ramey trophy. And so now whenever a team wins it, it is not the original trophy. It's somewhere. It's the Yules Ramey Junior trophy. It's somewhere out there in Brazil sitting on somebody's. Brasilia. Yeah. It's, it's, so if you've got it at home and you listen to the podcast, I guess at Professor on Fox, let us know. Yeah. And um, Didn't we change in all our socials? Oh, we did. That's not our socials anymore. It's now at Narrow World of Sports. Because um, that's the new show. Make sure you watch. That's that's the story of that. There is actually they, the a funny other one was, and I'll just do this real quickly. Was the rugby league World Cup trophy also got stolen? That got stolen also in 1970. I'll do this one really quickly. It yeah. uh, basically somebody stole it. Then six weeks later, a guy found it in a dump. In um, <laughs> which is probably oh, what it's worth. This has you, yeah. No, there's not. That many countries into this sport? Oh, no, not much of a world. No, so it, and then he just took it home, and he it, he had it held it at home for twenty years, and then eventually they worked out. He tried to take Quite it to a few different. Quite the conversation starter. Absolutely, he, tro- he tried to take it to a few different rugby clubs to say, "I found this trophy. What is this?" They were like, yeah. "I don't know. No one knows what this Mate, crap is." Get the, get your tin out of here. At one point, they were going to melt down the trophy and change it into a bodybuilding trophy, <laughs> um, but then finally, nineteen ninety. Um, they work out, holy crap, this is the trophy we've been missing. <laughs> That's awesome. I That's love that. 20 it, years. You just go around to the, the old mate's place and you're just like, oh, yeah, I like what you're done with. The, what's, what's, oh, that, that's me rugby league World Cup. Uh, yeah. But nobody wants it. got that on this, the mantle. Mr Utley was his name. He was taking it to people going, I think this is something important. And people oh. were like, well, no, it's not. Quick note, it was the Australians that lost it. So we won it because we always win it. And I'm assuming the Australian team just got pissed. And yeah, got, um, got to be. <laughs> Laurie Daly dropped it off the back of a car. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. So um, I guess the flying squad were busy that year, 1970. Yep. That's two trophies going missing in the one year. Good luck to them and, um, and good luck, Pickles. <laughs> uh, Tommy, this is your last ever story. Oh, Bring it home, mate. Possibly. I might be back. We'll see. Well, Unless you – can you just break, down, break it down to its essential parts and tell us what it's in the light of, please, Tommy? <laughs> it's not funny, Barney. Uh, guys, my swan song. It has been a heavy yes, heart. de resistance. <laughs> Let's say my Mona Lisa. Um, <laughs> I'm actually doing the story of a very little-known college football player, Ronnie Daniels. Uh, Ronnie Daniels was a, a former football star of La Cueva High School in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, and then he also was accepted to the University of Tex- Texas Tech University. He was a wide receiver, um, amazing college prospect. Like, this guy was seriously good. He had... He had 106 touchdowns in two, his first two years. Uh, I was like, the guy's a gun. Is it in college? Yeah. Wow. The, guy, the guy's an animal. Like, he, yeah. was, he was really, really, really good. Um, he then got, got, uh, got uh, found by a mother and her daughters. They found Daniels after returning home from a church camp. Mm. Police were, were called as Daniels was found running himself a bath. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd also put the radio on, dropped his clothes in their hamper or laundry basket and began shaving his legs with their electric razor. I've seen nothing wrong so far. No, that's, yeah. 
That's me on a Sunday night. What is in a stranger's home? Oh, so oh, he's uninvited. Sorry, oh, uninvited. Okay. He, I just he, thought he'd put on Smooth FM. Radox bought himself a nice little Pinot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, listening to Dad. When the cops, <laughs> when the cops arrived, lit a few scented candles. Yeah, I mean, the, he put the, the shellac on. on. He started doing his toes. Um, <laughs> when Dad, when the cops arrived, that he tried to convince the woman that he lived in her home. And that he had kid, that they had kids together, and that the woman lived, and that they lived together, and they had that was their family. That is the sort of thing you wouldn't <laughs> notice, though. The isn't woman it? who's who had snuck into it just mentioned to the police. At which point, the Daniels ran off down the street and was chased by their dog. Hey, come back here! You're not a deadbeat dad. <laughs> I mean, what? pickles. Uh, you didn't get that. You didn't no. get that guy. Um, but at the time. When he was arrested, Daniels said, I was in a bad place and I was ranting and raving, raving and wandering around. And he put it down to, I was nutrient deprived, wasn't putting the right nutrients into my body, wasn't mm. sleeping and I was drinking. I feel like it's a pretty kind... Uh, uh, I feel really kind of easy to think about how I could end up in places where I'd never been. Whenever I look back at it, I think, I can't believe I was in this situation. <laughs> So he's nutrients deprived, and that right. obviously essentially leads to <laughs> shit. Yes. rocking up to a random person's house, running yourself a bath, putting a bath bomb in there, and just. I like how you started today with a with a message for men's health. Yes, and you finished with one. This is which is make sure you keep your nutrients up. Uh, well, nutrients, uh, nutrients up, and also like take care of yourself. I yeah. reckon. Every one two of, weeks, really I go get good. a pedicure. One of the uh, less talked about. It's one of the less talked about side effects of famine is people do tend to break into each other's house and run baths. Run baths, yeah. Think they're married to people they're not married to. No, and Daniels <laughs> was charged with burglary um, after. What did he steal? Uh, he stole a uh, speaker remote. A <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so he just took off down the street with a speaker remote, and he, yeah, he got done for burglary. But was he was he nude at the time? Was it like he, he he took off without his clothes because he he put him in there for a, a tumble dry. Yeah. He put him in the hamper. He, he wanted to just go easy on breath. the fabric soft and exactly. the laugh. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, he's like a. Ooh, how, ooh, what sort of uh, what sort of starches do you use, love? Um, you know, I've got sensitive skin. Only the anti-allergen. Is that cuddles? Yes, that's my favourite softener. And is that it? Is this that was the? That's because that was very good. Or have I? No, no, no. no that, that was that was it. I just thought it was an incredible story. It is an how, incredible story. How he just broke in for a little bit of tender, loving self-care, and the woman it's, ruined and, it. and a little bit of marriage as well. Yeah, exactly. I, I love how he tried to convince her that they were married. <laughs> no, no, I promise, we've you've, met before. You've we're forgot. At the altar. He's got the remote going. <laughs> Look at the photos. <laughs> this is why I don't like you going to church camps. You come home forgetting everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Brainwashing you. Uh, as, oh, as, well, as far as home invasions go, sorry. Though, that's up there. Isn't oh. it? Yeah, it's one of the more pleasant. Pretty harmless, isn't it? I mean, it's just. <laughs> I, I love how he's taking the electric razor to his legs too. I know, because is that not dangerous in the bath? I I feel like that would be incredibly dangerous in so the bath. Wait, in. What year is this? Because there are ones now you can like razors and batteries like, stuff you can use in the shower in the bath. What, what year is this? This could have been 2011. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah I think that's probably. Dangerous. All right. Well, on that very very. Um, well, what would you say? Just a note. On that note. Not a bad note. note. It's just a note. On that note, Tommy, that's it. That's it for you. That's yes. all you've done. 
Um, if you can hook yourself up in New York, we will hear from you again. Otherwise, Please. we will phone you from time to time on this podcast to check on how you're doing. I would love that. I'd love that. And I'd, I'd obviously love to be uh, continue being a part of the podcast. So well, you can't I'll, I'll get what, what can you do. want all the time, can you? So. <laughs> Call in. In the light of the yeah. success of the early part of the podcast, I've essentially uh, bought some stuff. Yes. And I'm going to phone in. And I guess, Brooksy, you'll be filling in for old um, Numb Nuts, which fix. We can call him that now. Yeah, we can. <laughs> <laughs> he literally had numb nuts. Um, Judging by the pain I'm in now, it's slightly less numb nuts. Okay. Yeah? When do the stitches come out? Monday. Do you want to be there? 9.30. Edge cliff. <laughs> I'm actually going to do a shout-out. Anybody wants to be at my stitch removal? Can we uh, like Actually, <laughs> we, we, need, we, need, uh, we need more followers on our Instagram. Can we, to edge can we live stream Westfield. that? Yeah, we'll live stream it. Yes. Um, all right. Thumbs, well, be there. essentially in the light of, that was the podcast and that was, uh, that was the great Tommy Tuxedo. Just a reminder, um, get on our socials um, at Narrow World of Sports. It has changed because that is the new show. Also, get on and leave us a five-star review. And you know what? If somebody wants to leave some praise, that would be great. We've had about 200 on there and no one yet has said they enjoyed what we do. Um, I guess... Five stars is five stars. Five stars is five stars. So that's it. Goodbye, good night, farewell, a fide send. Ciao. Adios. Um, and good luck in New York, Tommy. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. See you, Tommy. See ya. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Are you hang up? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>